Hey, this is Eric Olivares, pastor at Axios Church in Lakeland, Florida, and this is our podcast. Axios' mission is to point people to Jesus so they can find worth and purpose in God. We hope this message encourages you and uplifts you throughout your week. Enjoy the message. And it's all about a mindset. Today I want to talk about the, the, the concept of the mind, because when I was in this, this has been a great season. I, this has been one of the most enjoyable seasons of my life, but also in the same in the same boat, it's been the one of the most like depressing seasons of my life as well. You've been there before. It's like you're you know like a part of you is like, hey, yeah, I'm great, and God is doing it. Then another part when the when people or enemy hits, you're like, I'm in the middle. I'm like good, but sometimes I can get really bad, and that's kind of the season I was in while all this remodel was going through like I was I was so hopeful and I was so in, uh, ready for the future what God has for this place but then the enemy hits you know when you step out in faith you know when the enemy comes he don't want you he don't really hit you when you're really down because you're already down but when you're on the mountaintop that's when he wants to take you down and as your pastor, I, I, in this month season, it's been a battle between, man, the, the future, but then also the, the problems and the troubles that were hitting us at this time. And God gave me a word in the midst of all that, and I didn't understand it, but while I was studying, uh, God, I, God really spoke to me. He said this. He said, in the midst of all that, there is fruit. There is fruit. And I was like, God, number one. But then as I was reading into his word, there's different fruit that we produce in our life, spiritual fruit. I remember growing up, my, my aunt, I don't know why I remember this, but my aunt had a big orange tree in the back of their yard, Vinny's, Vinny's house. I mean, remember they had that, it was a tangerine tree. I don't know what it was. It's was orange, right? What's orange? What's a tangerine? It's orange, right? And we used to get we used to get oranges all the time and everything, and they had like different stuff in the back. But it it was always full of oranges, you know. But sometimes in life, spiritually, if we don't know how to really handle the fruit that God gives us, it can get rotten real quick because pride gets in the way, and and situations get in the way. And what was once healthy, good fruit becomes rotten, stinky fruit. And we have to understand that in life, fruit is going to show. Fruit is going to present itself. Is the reality, is it good fruit or is it bad fruit? Especially when times when your back is against the wall and the enemy is fighting and you want to tell that person at your job to, you, the, the, where's the fruit? Or you're at Chick-fil-A, and you know they're supposed to be fast, but that day they're slow, and you're running late. Is it their fault or is it yours? Where's your fruit? See, God is talking about this concept of fruit. Because the reality is the fruit we produce will determine where we are planted and how we are growing. Let me say that again. The fruit that we are presenting shows us what we're planted in or how we're growing in our life. See, we all bear fruit. In Matthew chapter 12, verse 33, it says, either make a, a tree good and its fruit good, or make a tree bad and the fruit bad, for the tree is known by its fruit. 
the tree is known by its fruit. So know, knowing that we have to, we have to bear fruit, but who is in charge of this fruit? Who, where does this fruit come from? In John chapter 15, verse 1, it says, I am the true vine, and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me does not bear fruit will be taken away. And every branch that does not bear fruit, he prunes. Don't you hate the pruning season? It's horrible. That may bear more fruit. So sometimes things are being taken away, not to take you down, but to get you healthier fruit. See, it's to bear more fruit. Although you are clean because of the word that I have spoken over you, abide in me and I will abide in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. See, so God is the vine. We bear the fruit. But are we bearing good fruit? So what is this kind of fruit? What is this fruit that we need to bear? It says it here in Galatians chapter, chapter 5. It says this, the fruit of the spirit. The fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such, there is no law. So now that we know we need to bear fruit, we know where the fruit comes from, the vine, which is Jesus Christ. And how, what is that fruit that needs to be actually presented in our life? Now, how do we actually handle the fruit? Today, I want to talk about the fruit of the mind. The fruit of the mind. Have you been there before? Where... A goal, ambition that you're going after doesn't match up with the reality. Like, it's a, God giving you this big dream. God's giving you this big purpose in your life. But what your reality doesn't match the purpose. The, the reality doesn't match where God has taken you. At this moment, you can't see where God has taken you because you're stuck into where you're at now. And it's hard at times as humans, if we're honest with each other, we can get spiritual and be like, oh, I'm just going to get. But sometimes you want to quit. In those seasons is where the fruit becomes rotten or becomes healthy. In the seasons of difficulty is how our, group, our, our fruit is produced. For example, when we planted this church about a year ago, God never told me all the issues that were going to happen to get to the purpose. All he said is, hey, plant. And me, I said yes. Me and my wife, you said yes. But if I knew, some of you laughing, if I knew what it was going to take to get to this place, I don't know if I'll say yes. Matter of fact, I'm going to tell you right now, I wouldn't. Because <laughs> there's been times where my back was against the wall, where I had to make decisions that weren't popular. I had to do things. that it, it, It's tough because in times, the greatest fruit that is produced in your life comes with the greatest hardship in life. The greatest hardship in life. But even having hardship, does it the does it determine the promise? No. Because we serve a God that uses hardship and he doesn't keep comfort in mind. Let me tell you that. God doesn't care if you're comfortable. 
He, he doesn't operate in the comfort of your mind. No, he operates in the purpose that he has for you. And sometimes to reach that purpose, these hardships has to come into our life. And we have to learn that the issues are not to kill us. Sometimes the issues are to grow us. In healthier, and in the fruit that comes out with obedience or disobedience, will be presented through our actions, will be presented through our decision making, with our tone, with our gossip, etc. Whatever we're producing will come out real quick. You ever talk to those people that you know they're having a bad day? And you're just having a great day. You know? And you just want to just annoy those people. You'd be like, they'd be like, oh, coming into work, and then you're like, the joy of the Lord is my strength. And you're like, they're like, boy, you better get. See, there's going to be times if we don't know that we're bearing fruit that is not healthy, it's going to stink on other people. And people are going to notice, hey, aren't you a believer of Christ? So why are you acting this? Why are you talking this way? Because you have to know that I need healthy fruit in my life. I need to produce healthy fruit in my life. And the way we do that is, is checking our love, checking our kindness, checking our self-control. Why did Jesus, why did, why did God put that the last one? You know, I put it in the middle so we kind of skip it. Yeah, patience, love, self-control, <laughs> kindness. But it was like emphasized at the end, self-control. See, the reality is bearing fruit matters in our life. In the book of Numbers, we see that Moses himself was given a mission and he sent some spies out to the land, to the promised land, to spy the land. So they, he said, hey, we, God has given us this land. I want you to go spy it. Make sure that the land is good, that the land is plentiful. The spies went out 40 days to look at the territory, to look at the people group, to look at the vegetation and the land. And at the moment, God gave a, a huge blessing into the Israelites' life. He said, hey, go spy the land. I don't know about you, but when God has given, us a, given me a promise, he doesn't let me see it first. He just says, go. See, the Israelites don't know right at this moment God is blessing them abundantly. He let them see first what was promised later. Matter of fact, some of the people that spied never even entered into the promised land, but they still saw it. And I don't know about you, but God doesn't do that all the time. Most of the time he says, hey, go, and you're blind. You're blind. So in the midst of this blessing that God has given them, they're going to spy this, this, this land. And, and are you a person that needs to spy the promise first or really activate the promise first? Because you know those people, they have to see it to believe it. You know? Are you a kind of person before you give the resources, before you, you actually start serving, before you actually do, do you have to test the waters first? Because most of the time when you're testing the waters, you're talking yourself out of what God has promised you in. See, at times, you're not going to be able to test the waters. You just got to live in faith and knowing that. Are you a solid believer? Are you just spying to examine and not entering in and possessing what God has given us? I feel like today we have too many spy Christians. 
I'm just going to test out this church and see if they're good. Oh, they hurt me? Oh, I'm going to test out this church. And the reality when we do that is we're not planted, and then our fruit gets rotten. Because only a good tree that has good fruit is always planted. It's always planted. Stop spying. Get invested. Get Put your roots deep because God is doing something in this place and in your life as well. So let's go here to Numbers chapter 13. And they bring this. So they, the spies go out and they bring the report of their examination. It goes here in verse 25. After exploring the land for 40 days, the men returned and Moses and Aaron and the whole um, community of Israel at Kadesh in the wilderness of Paran. They reported to the whole community what they have seen and showed them the fruit they had taken from the land. This was their report to Moses. Listen to this. He said, we entered the land. We sent us to explore. And it was indeed bountiful country, a land flowing of milk and honey. Here is the kind of fruit it produces. But. You know what happens when your life when you're on the top of the mountain and there's, there's a big butt? They literally said, hey, we went, we saw, we haven't conquered yet, but we went and we saw. And what we saw, man, that's some good stuff. That's some good stuff. We saw the, look at, they even brought and presented to the community, look at this fruit that God has given us. But then humanity comes into play. And we don't see stuff in the spirit realm. We see stuff in, in our human flesh. Because they said, but the people living there are powerful. And the towns are large and fortified. We even saw giants there, the descendants of Enoch. The Malachites lived there. And the Nevites and the Hivites and all the heights, heights, heights. The Canaanites live along the coast and the Mediterranean Sea and in the valley. But Caleb. Tired or tried to quiet the people and stood before Moses. It says this, let's go at once and take the land. We are certain to conquer it. We're certain to conquer it. See, to have the fruit of the mind, the first thing we need to have is, number one, a perspective change. A perspective change. A perspective change, a perspective check. Because the reality is this, they all went and they all saw the same thing, but they all left with different results. It's not like one went to one side of the country and it was like, mm, little fruit, big fruit. They all went and they all gave report that it was good, that the fruit was good. But what changed in the middle of the report was the perspective of the mind. How can somebody go and be in the same environment but have two different perspectives? Because I truly believe this is if we're not thinking on things above and only think on things on earth, we're never going to have a true kingdom perspective. Say that again. That's, that's good. You do. Amen. If we're not thinking of things above, we're only thinking about things uh, on earth. If we're only thinking about, oh, I need, I need, we can't do this, we can't do this. No, 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 no. Are you thinking about the kingdom? Because the kingdom, the fruit is big. 
in the kingdom, we, we, there might be opposition, but guess what? Have you seen that fruit? Have you seen what God is doing in this place? Are you having a vision from God, or do you have a vision in your feelings? I didn't say that. Because it's two different visions and two different outcomes and two different fruits. When you have a vision from God, when the vision from God, the vision of God is stable even through trouble. The, the, the vision of God is stable even through trouble, but a, a vision through your feelings is wavering when trouble comes. You truly know how stable you are when things hit in your life. I wish I could be a, a pastor and give you all the encouraging things like, when you, re, when you become a Christian, everything's great. We're just walking on meadows. You're not going to have any difficulties. But is that true, Eric? Heck no. Because the reality is when you try to follow God, the enemy comes harder. So if you're, if the enemy's fighting you, maybe you need to stop looking at me. Oh, me, me. Maybe I need a perspective change. Hey, if he's fighting me, I'm doing something right. I'm living the, my life. I'm living my purpose. If the enemy's fighting, I'm working. I'm working. It's a perspective change. Are you stable? Are you, un are you wavering? Are you thinking of things above? Are you thinking of kingdom mindset? What you see will not always match the victory of the outcome. What you see now, you will never, sometimes you will never see the outcome if you're only stuck in the now. And sometimes the outcome you can't see because you're so stuck in the now. The victory doesn't always look like the outcome now. Your job is not the outcome. Your job is to trust the promise giver and conquer the land that he has given us. When I when we came to this location about a month ago, which is crazy, all right, a month ago, I'm going to be honest with you. It wasn't the ideal location that I wanted. We came in here. The price was good. Everything was good. I saw the vision. But deep down inside, I'm like, it's not, it's not, the, way, not the place I want to be in. I don't want to be on this side of town. Or I don't want to be this. And God changed the perspective like this. Because he said, are you in charge of the territory? And I checked me hard. Because the reality is, I'm not in charge of the territory. I'm in charge of the conquer the territory. And I only can conquer if God places And I try to talk myself out of it. But what about this? What about this? But God said, hey, did I place you? Did I plant you? And where I plant, good fruit can come out of it. And it reminds me of the verse that we've been kind of talking about all day with songs and everything. It says in Matthew chapter 16, and I tell you, Peter. And he tells you today, Axios Church, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail and will not prevail against it. I don't care if it's a pandemic. I don't care if it, the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. I don't care if they try to shut it down. The gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Do I have a church that has faith enough to say, if the devil's coming, I'm going. If the devil's fighting, I'm still moving. So the gates of hell shall not. I'm here to, to add 
will not. You got to have some gangster attitude sometimes with the enemy. Get, get the crazy eyes. No. You got to. Because sometimes, and I'm going to be on the fault. I just, like, I just cower down when the enemy fights me. Oh, but, but it hurts. It was me a couple weeks ago. Who said yes? You hush your mouth. That's my sister. Oh, but God, I'm not strong enough. Did he plant you? Oh, God, I'm just not qualified, but did he plant you? Oh, God, did I'm not there. Did he put you in the territory? If he puts you in the territory, he gives you the fruit to conquer the land. And it leads me to a second point. Number two, stop talking and start eating. Start eating. Who's that one football player? Uh, Ezekiel Elliott, when he, when he, when he scores a football. Uh, the, the, the football. I'm so old. When, he's, when he scores, he's like, ah, 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 ah. At times, we talk, we pray, we counsel, we wait our way away from the promise. When God tells us to walk, to go. But let me pray about it. Three years later, I'm still praying. Well, just what happens when you wait? You're waiting too long. It's good to pray. I'm not saying not to do that. It's good to wait. Sometimes you guys need to wait. But sometimes there's times where you need to just conquer. He's showing you the fruit. He's showing the person you can be. Are you going to conquer the land? Or are you just going to live that mediocre life? It's like, I'm going to go to church on Sunday, but then like the other days I'm like, ooh, maybe God. I may play like three Maverick songs. Hallelujah. No, no, no. It's time to conquer. We are living in a world that is conquering the church. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't do this. Listen. It's time for us to step up and be the church that God has called us to be. Then the way that the gates of hell would not prevail is a strong church. And the way we do a strong church is saying, hey, I have a conquer mentality. I'm not going to talk my way out of it anymore. I'm not going to be scared about it anymore. I'm going to step up and start eating the fruit that he's put in my hands. I'm going to activate my faith. I'm going to I'm going to give a little bit more. I'm going to serve a little bit more. I'm going to be nice. I'm going to be a nice person. That's the hardest part. I'm going to be kind to people. Why did I do this? <laughs> Here's the reality. This is what we do as the Israelite people do. God, I see it. I know who I can be. But. But. The, the land was flowing with milk and honey, which that's the promise that God's given us. How, how can you be in a place where God has literally answered your prayers, but there is still a but? Nevertheless, the word nevertheless means despite it all. A moment Moses in every, I think we have music playing. Can we pause this? My ADD just went crazy. We went. He, they said this, Moses said, in everything, I have faith. I cried out to God, nevertheless, nothing. 
we went to the land, we found that it was good, and God's promise is true, and then, despite it all. How, how crazy can you be when you see what God has promised you and say, hey, but, despite, nevertheless, despite God's promise, the people who dwell in there, they're strong. Despite God's promise, the cities were fortified and very large. Besides that, I see giants and I see all the heights all over the place. Nevertheless, the cities are strong. See, the, the report was recognized by God's faithfulness and his promise was true. But they still said, even though his promise is true, but it's time to stop talking and start seeing the fruit that God's given us and start conquering the land. God has put us in the middle of a very hard place. Some of you guys came in like, mm, go get him. <laughs> you don't know don't get him. I don't know don't get him. I'm from Lakeland. <laughs> but here's the, don't, you don't want to go to the Bronx. Here's the reality. Sometimes we want to come into a place in our life or to church or something and be like, oh, I just feel so comfortable. But God doesn't work in our comfort. Remember, he works in our promise. So we need to make sure that we are seeing what he sees and start living what he says. Yes, I see that depression, but did you see the fruit? Yes, I see that doubt, but did you see the fruit? Yes, I saw the giant that's in front of me, but did you see the fruit? Whatever issue you need to overcome, you need to move forward. Keep pushing towards the giants. Keep pushing towards the difficulty times because the fruit that's going to grow is going to come out and you're going to have a conquer mentality. A conquer mentality. Get it. My last one is this. Do you have fruit to quit or fruit to conquer? Fruit to quit or fruit to conquer? Have you been in that place before where it's so much easier to quit than it is to conquer? I mean, it just makes sense just to quit. It's not working. I tried. Maybe I just stopped. See, we have to make sure that we are having a perspective change, that we are having a mentality of conquer and not defeat. This is where the Israelites were. Two men stepped up and said, hey, we can conquer. Others said we can live in defeat. That's what they said. They said this. Even though I know the promises of God over my life, I still choose defeat because I'm not willing to conquer. That's tough. That's tough. To have all the potential. To have all my, my, my future ahead of me and I still choose defeat. That's what they said. Oh, I said it's good. I see the fruit. I see this. I see this. But I also see the giants. I also see the large city. I also see this, see this, see this, see this, see this, see this. And you talk yourself out of the promise and live a life of defeat. You can't win in life being a victim all the time. If in reality, let's have a perspective change. If 
purpose. Every, if everybody is around you saying, saying this, saying this, and then maybe you need to check yourself. Yourself. See, Caleb, two perspective changes. Caleb, Joshua, they saw the giants. They saw everything. But they also said, even though I see the situation might seem impossible, I don't look towards my issue. I'm holding on to the promise. And sometimes in life, that's all you have. That's all you have. There's been times in my life where I'm like, God, I'm a loser. I don't have anything else. I'm not that strong anymore, God. But then I'm reminded of the promise that he has over my life. And sometimes you just have to be reminded of who you are in him. Sometimes you have to to be reminded that you are the head, you are not the tail. That you are more than a conqueror through Christ Jesus. That greater is he that is in you, that is he in the world, that you have the victory. Like sometimes you have to tell yourself. Like you'd be crazy in the corner at work when you want to cuss that person out. You'd be like, I'm more than a conqueror. <laughs> you know, the, the, the boss comes to you and you're like, hold right there. Greater is in me. You got to tell yourself before you wreck yourself. Because the reality is you have to prophesy in your life what God already has promised. You have to sometimes tell you, hey, I don't see it now, but guess what? Victory is just around the corner. Hey, I don't see it now, but guess what? If I keep on going around these walls, the walls are going to come be tumbling down. Sometimes you got to, come on, get up on your feet. Sometimes you got to tell yourself that today is the day for salvation. That today is the day that I conquer. Today is the day that I don't fall back. I move forward in my life. Sometimes your biggest enemy is yourself. You got to stop speaking the promise out of your life and start speaking his word in your life. Because when life hits, fruit is going to show. The question is, what kind of fruit are you producing? Because the fruit of God's kingdom, let me tell you right now, is this. It is bountiful. It is big. He has such a great plan for your life. Don't ruin it by talking yourself out of it. Sometimes you got to walk in it and live and walk and activate in Thank you again for joining us here at Axios. Hey, to hear more messages just like this, go ahead and subscribe to this channel. If you want more information about Axios, go to axioschurch.com. There you can get more information, give, and connect. Remember, we love you and we're in this together. Thank mm-hmm. you.